Hey, buddies, fellow Franco fans, it is I, your host, Jason Rudy, coming to you today from the Franco Observer Podcast Compound. I'm sorry, studio on the grounds of Death Provisions Compound in the ultra universe known as Underground California. And uh, today we bring you episode 41, film 41, Devil's Island Lovers, uh, Spain, France, and uncredited Portugal and Liechtenstein production, 1972, uh, original theatrical title in country of origin, Los Amarantes de la Isla del Diablo, Lovers of Devil's Island, um, and the French is Quartier de Femmes, Women's Quarters. So, before I go any further, the Spanish and French versions are quite different. I watched the cut Spanish version, which led to my disappointment. Uh, we want the French version. We want to see that to Women's Quarters. So, anyway, onward. Alternate titles. Um, the Italian theatrical is uh, Erotic Violence in a Women's Prison. Violence Erotis de la Casiere Femenelli. Um, Spanish video, Lovers of the Devil, Los, Ama, Los Amates del Diablo. Uh, French video cover, Quartier de Femmes. Uh, let's see, Amores Satanic, Satanicos, Portuguese DVD, Satanic Lovers. A House of Women, uh, French alternative, alternative title, Maison de Filets. Uh, French alternative, erotic violence in women's prison and lovers of Devil's Island, um, which the version I watched is uh, Los Amantes de la Isla del Diablo, Devil's Island lovers. So, yeah, that's the Spanish one. Uh, let's see here. It is a Cooperativa Phoenix Films out of Madrid. Comptoir Francois de Film Productions, again out of Paris. Um, Interfilme Productions Cinematique out of Le- Adie, um, Lisbon, and uh, let's see, Prodif Estes Valdus Corte de Fim, that's the French version they were the uh, production company for. Uh, theatrical distributors, Delta Films for Barcelona, and Eurocene for the Paris end. Shooting date on this is uh, February 9th of 72, so he did this immediately after um, Dracula's Daughter, Daughter of Dracula, because that's... Uh, January, February, 72, and this is uh, February 9th, 72, so, uh, shooting date, February 9th, 72, uh, Italy, Turin, it played October 25th of 73, uh, French, let's see, I want to see, yeah, 72, okay, uh, French, uh, visa issued for the French version, Maison de Filets, uh, February 18th of 74, yeah, so the Italian Turin version. Uh, France premiere is March 23rd of 74, Madrid March tw- May 12th of 75, Barcelona January 19th of 76, and finally Seville on July 6th of 77. Theatrical running time, uh, France 93 minutes, Spain 97 minutes. Cast on this film is... Andres Resino as Raymond Franval. It's funny, Franval, too, is a name used um, by the Marquis de Sade in um, uh, Eugenie. So, because I read the novel on that, I was laughing when it said Franval. I'm like, oh, cool. That's another one of uh, Franco's Poe, I mean, uh, uh, de Sade uh, influences. Let's see. 
Uh, Genevieve Delour plays uh, Beatrix Coblin, and uh, Dennis Price, who I really liked in this film a lot, as Lindsay the lawyer. I thought it was a really good performance. Rosita Palmeras as Romita Palmar. She's Senor Cadell, the prison director. Uh, Yozan Perit Belar as uh, Yosian Gilbert, Rosa the snitch. Daniel Godlet, Amelia uh, de Franval. Um, Gogo Rojo as Lola, the redheaded prisoner. She's cool too in this. Uh, Jean Louise, Jean Louise Collins, uh, Lieutenant Wakeler. Howard Vernon as Colonel Ford, the prison warden. Very short in this film. Not. I wish he was there longer. Um, Linger Langer. Jean Godels as Governor Carlos Mendoza. Luis Barbo is great in this as Corporal Lenz, Cardell's aide. He uh, looks real buffed in this. and He, he looks like uh, William Smith, the actor. Uh, great actor from the 70s and 80s and 60s. Uh, Brett Nichols is uh, awesome. This is Maria the Blonde Prisoner. Stands out among the other prisoners. And next to the beautiful Anne Liebert as the deaf brunette prisoner. Uncredited Daniel White as the tribunal judge. Edwardia Pimenta as prisoner with malaria. And Pedro Basari as the black hotel employee. Uh, credits directed by Jess Franco. Story and screenplay. Jess Franco and Spanish Prince. Screenplay and technical script. Ken Globus and Jess Franco and the French Prince. Dialogue. Uh, Jack Guy. Uh, French Prince. Director of photography, Jose Clement, editors, uh, Marie, Maria Luisa Soriano from the Spanish Prince, and S. Aventier for the French Prince. Uh, music, Bruno Nicolai, producer, Arturo Marcos Trejor, uh, production manager, Jack Guy, as Guy Gilbert. Um, interesting. Yeah, so that's the Jack Guy, Guy Gilbert, the did the Tanziers movie that's uh, out on DVD that's credited as Jess Franco, even though he's not... Uh, the director on that. So Guy Gilbert, yeah, Jack Guy. Uh, first assistant producer, Luis F. Rodriguez. Second assistant producer, Alberto Marcos. Assistant director, Ana Marie Setmo de Esteva. Continuity, Nicole Gutierrez. Camera operator, Alberto Prouse. Still photographer, Christina Hart. So uh, I guess uh, Howard Vernon was a still photographer on this one. Um, where are we at here? Laboratory, sound, recordists, recordists. Um, and French producer Robert de Nesselle again. So we'd like to thank the Alicante authorities and manager of the Castillo de Santa Barbara for their assistance in making this film uncredited French producer. Yep. So Robert de Nesselle is another, another one of his uh, uncredited productions of Jess Franco. So yeah, this um, in... Uh, course murderous passions volume one by stephen thrower this is a really short review of all the reviews of all the films this one's like really small it's like uh about a page and a half maybe two pages the most so it's i was surprised at how short it was um but yeah on a side note i'm going to try to look for the uh quartier de femmes um because i have the uh the versions out here just the spanish cut i want to watch the french cut so i'm going to go and consult uh a couple of sites I know that I'm going to try to find that. Hopefully it won't get released on Severin Blu-ray, and then I'll be having an extra copy. So let's see. Review, he writes. Stephen Thrower writes, uh, Devil's Island Lovers is among the more narratively complex women in prison dramas Franco directed. A sober, well-balanced story that manages to work within the confines of the genre while making a barbed attack on the reality of living in a fascist state where the powers that act without principle. 
As such, Devil's Island Lovers is among Franco's most overt attacks on the governance of his homeland. It's no surprise that he left Spain soon after, nor that the film had to be shot in Portugal and set in South America. More so than any previous Franco film, the barbs are aimed at the regime of General Franco, and the shift of location to an unnamed South American dictatorship does the bare minimum to disguise the fact. Corruption is the key concern. Those who rule are characterized by petty jealousy, egocentricism, and pure stupidity. Their pernicious influences liberate the cruelty of their underlings, who then prop up the decadent power structure with mindless brute force. Even the figures here, who would normally be heroic, are shown as depleted or decrepit, making the point that this is not to be consumed as a simple heroic wish-fulfillment fantasy with action-adventure set-pieces and the cathartic righting of wrongs. The film ends on a bitter, cynical note as lawyer Dennis Price, with his stained suit and alcoholic exhaustion, tries and fails to make a difference in the face of adultish judiciary's refusal to recognize the validity of his client's struggle. Even the confession of a wrongful imprisonment from the governor himself is not enough to free these enemies of the state, because while in prison they had attempted to escape. Such a Kafkaesque system, in which the law is held sacrosanct even when corrupt, is typical of authoritarian thinking, where rules matter more than principles. The potency of Devil's Island Lovers lies in its serious tone. The same story could have been told with a greater degree of lip-smacking voyeurism, but Franco elects to keep a straight face and focus upon the injustice of incarceration more than the sensationalism details. It's interesting to note that the absence of one of the women in prison film's major tropes, the cruelty of other prisoners. None of the girls is a match for the wickedness of the governess, and none of the other men in prison with Raymond are monsters on par with the brutal prison guard Reckler or the blinkered and rule-bound Colonel Ford. There's clearly a deliberate rhetorical device because violence and exploitation between prisoners is a is as common in the women as in the women in prison as lesbian governesses dishing out electroshock punishments. Franco is operating here on a less nihilistic level than usual with a f- clear distinction between the wronged and wrongdoers. We do not, with the exception of Beatrix, get the usual penalty of secondary background stories. The imprisoned heroine represents everyone's plight. One can argue that the sentimentalities, the situation that it veers toward romanticizing the virtues of the oppressed are enhanced and their failings suppressed to avoid mudding the waters and distracting the viewer from the criminality of the system. If we accept that argument, we must also accept that the film has a political purpose far in advance of Franco's other women prison films, which he's saying here with the rare absence of cynicism that is, is that the crimes of the individual pale in comparison to the monstrosity of the state and the wickedness of a corrupt and violent ruling class. Exactly. The uh, nickel and dimes compared to the whole dollar. Um, Music. A somber yet strident orchestral store here by Bruno Nicolai, featuring a strong declamatory brass section delivering an essential... Essentially tragic melody with fire and gravitas locations. Cascius, Portugal. Elche, Spain. And Alicante, Spain. Specifically the Santa Barbara Castle. Studio setting. Uh, Part of it was filmed in the... Estudios Balzacar in Barcelona. Connections. Um, Devil's Island Lover is not to be confused with Women of Devil's Island, also known as 
uh, okay, yeah, Devil's Island Lover by uh, Dominique, Dominicio Palliel, 1962, North Shore, which is the Italian theatrical release, um, not to be confused with Bruno Bataille's Violence in a Car Street of Female, 82. Other versions. The French version, Quartier de Femmes, delivers some of the sexually explicitness and sadomasochistic spectacle that Devil's Island Lover skips. So yeah, the version I saw was cut, so I didn't have any of that in there. In doing so, the result is certainly more on piece. It's certainly more of a piece with Franco's other women in prison films with whipped female buttocks, sustained nudity, threesome sex scenes, and generally it offers more of what the exploitation fan is looking for. That this still doesn't overbalance the film is a testament to Franco's grasp of tone and diligent focus on the righteous anger of the victims. Uh, Rosa, in particular, comes across even more heroically. She is the voice of resistance to oppression, and although tainted by certain compromises, she, doing, she is doing the best she can in an impossible situation. Um, one might even venture a parallel between Franco and Rosa, inasmuch the demands made upon him to add salacious new material frequently required compromises on his part. Musically, in addition to the Spanish version's themes, Quartier de Femmes borrows Bruno Nicolai's cues from Nightmare Come at Night and Virgin Molly Being Dead. Uh, problematic. Ying, uh, Jean Gaudiès is credited as Colonel Devon on French credits. And that is all that is written about Devil's Island Lovers. So, I will add, um, yeah, I watched the DVD, the Spanish version by Image, uh, color, 80 minutes, it says, 1974. It was uh, Spanish with English subtitles. Um, I'm going to try uh, Euro Trash Cinema site and ask him if he has Cortes uh, de Femme and uh, see if he has that and order from them in the meantime because I like to try to have both versions of his films when necessary um, to compare to have as a completist as well because... Um, some are quite different, like this one is, is a great example, especially of this era. All right, so uh, episode 41 in the books, chugging along, and that's good, getting closer to 50. Um, so I also want to say, uh, like as this episode, every episode, we do praise in a memory of Jess Franco, bringing the name and films of Jess Franco to new eyes and ears, and we do that, I know for sure. Uh, please download the episode. It increases the numbers. Please rate and share. Please tell a friend. Please help us get more listeners to the podcast. We want to increase the numbers. Uh, right now, I think we're averaging about around 400 um, downloads a month. I'd like to try to hit it to like five or 600 would be cool. Um, 400 a month is great for like five or six episodes. I'm really happy with that. But, uh, you know, shit, if we can make it to 500 or 600, that'd be even better. And the more uh, listeners we get, more downloads we get, uh, the more they maybe start advertising us, and then we'll get Jess Franco to new ears and get new uh, viewers out of that. So hey, you know, indirectly you're helping Jess Franco too. So, uh, so yeah, let's do that. All right, so uh, you can get a hold of us uh, email wise at francoobserver at yahoo dot com, and. Uh, yeah, Franco Observer at Yahoo.com. If I ever said Franco Observer Podcast at Yahoo, it's wrong. It's Franco Observer at Yahoo.com. Um, also, you can get us at Facebook and Instagram. We have Facebook and Instagram pages there. Uh, each place, look up Franco Observer Podcast or Franco Observer, and you'll find us. Add us on that and follow along and comment and let us know you're a listener and that you dig the show. And uh, 
like I said, tell a friend. We want to get more listeners. Um, so, yeah. So, after this is episode 42, and we'll be watching The Erotic Rites of Frankenstein, which is a great title. It's almost like something you'd see on The Simpsons, you know. Uh, what was it? The Erotic Rites of Hercules, or uh, something like that in the early one, starring Norman Fell. So, um, yeah. So, it's such a great title, The Erotic Rites of Frankenstein. So, but before that, you'll listen to episode 42 to hear about that. So, uh, listen along. There's no trailer for this. I know for sure. I just looked at the back of the disc. So, uh, listen to bumper music, and then you'll hear myself and Mr. Eric Whitwell. Uh, he whines about what he could have saw and didn't see. So, yeah, you hear him uh, bitch and moan about uh, not seeing naked women. So, it's pretty funny to hear that. It's, it's, it's always really funny to hear a grown man cry, you know, and whimper. So... Alrighty, well, with those words, I bid you farewell, and I'm going to go uh, jump in my boat and go sail over to Devil's Island and find me some Brit Nichols and some Ann Liebert. So, adios, bon voyage. Hey, buddies, welcome once again to the Franco Observer Podcast. I am your humble and tired host, Jason Rudy, and we're recording this on May 12th of the year 2021. I think there for a second. I was going to say 2012, because um, it's May 12th. And I am joined here on Mr. Jess Franco's birthday by my friend and co-host, Mr. Eric Whitwell. Hey, happy birthday, Uncle Jess. Hey, happy birthday, Uncle Jess. So... Um, for Uncle Jess's birthday, we uh, before we watched this film, we ended up working on the studio, getting it set up for uh, the next three films coming out from Desperate Visions Productions, uh, working on painting and getting the new studios in shape. We'll have uh, three indoor studio rooms to film various scenes in. We'll have uh, exterior backyard locations and an exterior garage location so it'll have like five rooms to shoot in and other exterior locations of other places so looking forward to that it'd be a lot of work but a lot of fun so yeah so uh so for just birthday we end up watching a film that had no nudity oh my gosh you know <laughs> part of a nipple but i don't know that's like you can get away with that on on social media especially if it's part of one and not like the whole thing or or both you know so it's like I think you can get away with this. And it was not rated for a reason. But we watched Devil's Island Lovers. And just because something doesn't have nudity can't make it great. And I thought this was a pretty great film. It's more of an old school kind of a prison movie. Um, but uh, we started watching this before I go into a lot of stuff. I'll kind of tell you the backstory. We started watching this for a while and we're like, it's been an hour in now. There hasn't been any nudity. Like, this must be a record. <laughs> Then I started looking through uh, Mr. Stephen Thrower's Murderous Passions, Volume 1, and started looking up the notes, and we realized, well, I was happy because I bought the Spanish version, because I didn't want no dubbed version. I wanted the Spanish version with subtitles. But the Spanish version is the no-nude version. Ah. And we come to find out that the French version is the one you want to get, Women's Quarters, uh, Quartier de Femmes. So, yeah, we uh, started watching this. And we realized all the people that were in it, like Britt Nichols and Ann Liebert and, and some other people that were just like, God damn it, you know. And, and Eric was just like, you know. And I, I said this is the near beer of Jess Franco yeah. films. 
So, you know. It's, it's like when you're like looking at the shirt, because the shirts were unbuttoned all the way down, and you're like looking at it, like, okay, wait, 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 wait okay, there's yeah, a little yeah. bit of oh, side I think boom. something's going to happen here. Oh, okay, yeah. is it going to, is it going to, it's going to, no. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, like your near beer analogy. Like, you know, you're just like drinking beer. I'm like, am I getting drunk? Am I starting to feel anything? Nope, there's nothing there. Yeah. So, <laughs> so let me go with, with the synopsis, and then I'm going to see what Eric thought of the film, and, we'll, and I'm going to go back and kind of, uh, um, I'm going to save a lot of the cast and all that stuff for the beginning because um, of all the films that I've went through so far, this is one of the shortest um, entries in this book. It's only like a page and a half, basically. Um, so, yeah, very abbreviated, so i got to save all that for that. Wow, including one of the titles was Satanic Lovers. That's weird. That has nothing. Wow. Okay. That nothing anyway, to do yeah. with anything. <laughs> That's stupid. Wow. All right. Synopsis. Um <laughs> I know, so dumb. <laughs> this is like this is the podcast you, from hell. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, they actually just left the hell part, though. So. Yeah. Uh, and I drove hell out. That's true. All right. Uh, an unnamed South American dictatorship. Governor Carlos Mendoza is dying, plagued by feelings of remorse, and also a fucking coal sore on his lip. Yeah. No. Uh, plagued by feelings of remorse on his deathbed, he summons Lindsay, a lawyer who he entrusts with writing one of his many wrongs, the false imprisonment at two separate penal institutes of a young couple, Ramon Fraval and Beatrix Cobal, Coblin. So yeah, aside real quick, uh, Fraval, uh, I'd read uh, Eugenie, and of course Fraval is uh, her father's last name, uh, Eugenie Fraval. So of course, uh, Jess Franco being a... Um, uh, Marquita Saad, a fanatic, of course, he took the front wall from that, so that was kind of cool. Uh, years earlier, Mendoza had arranged for the two to be locked up on charges of political insurrection and framed for murder. And framed for murder, he committed. In fact, the real reason was that Mendoza's mistress, <coughs> excuse me, Amelia de Franval, wanted Ramon, her godson, punished because he refused to sleep with her. Whilst Mendoza was angry with Beatrice, his wife's sister, whom he, with whom he'd been infatuated. Yeah, so that was his wife's sister. I didn't know okay. that part. Yeah, yeah they, I was wondering why he was so fixated on that girl. Okay. Um, I bet you that was on the flashbacks that probably the cut scenes that are in the, the French version. Like, you probably learn about what he did to her, and they probably yeah. show that and other, other the scenes God that were dang cut. It. She was so cute, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's sick. Um, <laughs> Anybody with the French God version dang it. <laughs> I wanted to see that gross ward and molest that young girl. God dang it. I wanted to see the reason for the lip sore. <laughs> um, uh, well, it is okay. Um, Ramon is worked to exhaustion on the prison run by the rule-bound Colonel Ford. Beatrix suffers under the corrupt, sadistic lesbian governess, Senora Cardell. She forms a friendship with Rosa a snitch who survives by offering sex to the guards. Rosa is attracted to Beatrice, but their friendship grows into something more. Rosa decides to help Beatrice using her charms on the guards of both prisons. Meanwhile, Raymond is locked in a battle of wills with a brutal, with a brutal prison guard, Lieutenant Rec, Lieutenant 
W-E-C-K-L-E-R. Weckler, not Reckler. Weckler. Yeah, like. Weckler. That's right. Uh, Rosa forms a sexual li- liaison with Weckler, who becomes infatuated and lets it slip the fact that Ramon is still alive. Rosa passes the information back to Beatrice and hatches a plan to bring Beatrice and Ramon together and free them from their respective jails. The two escape but are recaptured and face death by firing squad. Their survival depends on the efforts of Lindsay, who has Colonel Mendoza's deathbed confession. I'm very tired of mixing words up. So, Eric, what did you think of Devil's Island Lovers? I, I think I really, really, really want to see the French version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, easy to follow. Uh-huh. It had a really good plot. Yeah, I mean, take out the, I mean, take out the um, letdown of the nudity aside. Pretend yeah. like you saw nudity in the film, was happy with it. And so yeah. I know it's, you know, but, but I mean, from that aside, just as a film, like that was know, a good story. Like, yeah, and some of the stuff is a little confusing sometimes. So it's kind of cool to like, you know, especially the Soho and some of the stuff where like, oh, that's what happened, you know. Yeah. And, and on this, we only didn't know. That it was his wife's sister, I think. That I, I didn't know. Maybe you saw that, but no, uh, I, didn't, I didn't see that. Okay, so yeah, that was the only thing that I learned by reading that compared to other things where I'm like learning half the film as we go through. And, uh, <laughs> I know, I know. So you know, so you're right. Yeah, that was it's very easy, very basic storyline. Like I was talking before when we were watching this, you kind of had the young couple was the main characters, and then you had the old warden and that woman um, front fall was like the couple outside of that couple. So you have the four mains right there, and then the exteriors is like the lawyer, and then. Um, Howard Vernon's character and these other minor characters that kind of float around and, and rotate around these, these these main four, you know. Yeah. Well, I like the I like the darkness of the storyline. Like I, I I don't know. I really dig it. Like the the whole thing of like, like she's trying to she's trying to have sex with her godson. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. That's pretty. That's right. It's that's just a, so obvious about it. Yeah. yeah. It's like a dark twist, and right. then you know, and the fact that they get them imprisoned and yeah you know, because they're not because, getting yeah. it from them and right they're like sexually spurned older people yeah and it's like well and then we're gonna say you're a political prisoner that you're a that you're a, a revolutionary that you're gonna overthrow the government and yeah take you away and all that shit so so i dug that i i, yeah. I dig the darkness of it yeah it's very bleak like a you know thing yeah and once again like i like the well i don't know maybe we'll go into that later but um i kind of like the fact that he doesn't always give happy endings you know to right. his films and i do appreciate that like a bad massage parlor. Like a bad, bad one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like this movie. Like this movie. It had no nudity and no happy ending. I know. So you go to that hole-in-the-wall <laughs> massage shop that you know you're guaranteed. No. Yeah. yeah. Bad, bad massage and no happy ending. <laughs> um, well, what I'll say right off the bat is I really liked the credit sequence in the beginning. Oh, yeah. All the pictures of yes. the people, the font was really cool. It's like, oh, that it struck me as all like the purple font with the interesting, I don't know what style that was, but it was very 72 looking. Um, like very gritty. The music pictures. by Bruno Nicolai was like a spaghetti western in the beginning, had a very heavy, like powerful, strong like theme. Like, okay, this is kind of cool, and yeah. it, it set the mood. Um, locations, uh, we saw a lot of locations. We were watching this from other films. Um, the staircase with the rope on the side, we saw from the Dracula films. Uh, the Christopher Lee one, and then of course the last one, the Dragon uh, um, Christopher Frankenstein one, and then yeah, then some of other stuff. We recognize the exterior, the yellow place was in a bunch of the films, including Virgin Among Living Dead, and many others. Uh, the color tile room that they went in mm-hmm. was talking to that was in a, quite a few of the last films that we watched. Um, what else did we catch? Uh, uh, oh yeah, he filmed that staircase from a different angle, yeah. from sort of from bottom up. He shot it from the top down and it created a different. Set up and everything, oh, yeah. and so it's kind of cool, you know. Um, 
I liked a lot Dennis Price as the lawyer. I thought he was a really cool character. And I liked the concept of, okay, Franco decided to make a film of a lawyer who's trying to set a young couple free from prison, almost like a, was it Tom Clancy, John Clancy? Tom Clancy's the Tom Clancy, yeah. 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 It's almost like one of those court kind of things where like they did in the 80s or 90s where it's like you're following this attorney trying to get this couple free who's been set up and you're seeing how dirty people are and and what happened and why they were done and everything. And it's kind of ahead of its time in that. I mean, there was films made before that, I'm sure in the 50s and 60s that did that same thing, you know, but it was cool that he made kind of a, of a, you know, Dennis Price is the leading man and he's kind of, and he's a good guy. And and it's funny too, because he always plays like evil scientists and, and people that want to be vampires and shit. And this, he was actually a good guy that's fighting for these people. And, even though they were sentenced, he was still going to fight from that time forward, and he knew they were innocent, and that was his thing. He's like, hey, these people are innocent. I'm going to try to get them out. And, and you're actually, oh, this guy's a good guy. He's yeah. a good thing in, 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 in the system. And we liked also, uh, I caught him, was uh, the, uh, I guess, the third in command, the guy that was the Igor guy. Oh, he was like the personal guard. Yeah, yeah. He was like the personal guard, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me see his name. His name is... Uh, Scarface. Yeah. I think it's Daniel Godot, maybe, or uh, it's not it's Lieutenant Reckler. It's not Colonel Ford. Uh, it's not the Governor Corporal. It was a Corporal guy, I think. Corporal Lenz, Cardell's aide, Cardell. Uh, was Cardell the one that the lady was sleeping with? The guy that was talking a lot. That might, yeah, because because she was talking about him going up, like moving up, right? Yeah. So he might have been the Corporal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I think it's uh, Jean Goudet. Actually, I can find out here in a second. But, uh, yeah, so so talk about how you, how you thought that guy was buffed. It was just kind of funny because he goes from playing Igor, you know, where he's kind of like, kind of, and then all of a sudden now he's just like standing there just all ripped, just yeah. ripped. I know, it was cool. And then but he, and then also, too, he got to operate the uh, electricity machine. Yes, uh, yeah. electrocution sequence. Luis Barbeau, he, he was Morpho in the last film, or in uh, Dracula Prisoner of Frankenstein, Luis Barbeau. Yeah, okay, yeah. Corporal Lenz, Cordell's A, that's so he was. Okay. Yeah, Luis Barbeau, B-A-R-B-O-O. Barbeau. Yeah, Luis B A R B O O V I. So he's Morpho, and yeah, so, but yeah, yeah he, I he's a like cool that. guy. Oh yeah, no, he was he's cool. Got a cool scar on his face. He's all fucking buffed, and he had good lines and shit. And his facial reactions to like anything yeah. else happened, like he just get like those looks, and he's yeah, yeah, it was cool. He fucking chained the lady up twice. <laughs> he had the fucking shock him and shit, and electrocuted him all that stuff. Um, so yeah, so some of the notes I had was just, like like locations, the Dracula stuff, um, extra prison, uh, the interior. Um, the uh, yeah, tile rooms and and um, actually, let me get to my list. Hold on one second. I'm gonna go walk over to the list and grab that as Eric keeps talking. Or actually, Eric's gonna get the list. Good. So yeah, so I'm gonna go through and kind of hit the. Uh, thank you, Eric. Hit the uh, Franco list for uh, the Franco birthday. So, all right, number one, body of water, <clears throat> exact window, correct. We yes. have body of water, quite a few in there. Let's see, uh, number two and three. I'm gonna kind of. Start put those together. Uh, sailboat or boats? Yes, no sail per se, but there was motorboats. Yeah, there was quite boats. a few boats. Uh, number four, palm trees, correct. Yep. And number five, jungle sounds. Eric caught that. Actually, actually, Eric caught quite a bit of these um, today. Uh, jungle sounds. He was escaping. There was quite a bit of the, the different jungle sounds. Uh, chained up person. Yes, yes, many, quite a few actually in this. Uh, the lady in the beginning that they murder for the the setup. Mm-hmm. She was chained up and the. The woman talking to the lawyer, she was chained up, you know, and 
shirt open that lady and then there's two or three would chain up when they're electrocuted and yeah quite a few of that one uh these next two would be a negative uh dance scenes on stage <laughs> no stripping. dancing in this movie no stripping. <laughs> the only stripping was the fucking tile or it was the fucking it. wood or the the rock Britt nichols was in this too I man <laughs> Britt nichols is so hot too she stands out when she was with all the prisoners it was just like it was like she just stands out from everybody so much it's funny oh yeah besides the only word but yeah it's so funny it was just like all the extras and her, you know, uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, she does look like a supermodel just working at the thrift store or something. Uh, let's see, number eight, club scenes, dancing, no. Uh, nine, jazz music. I don't I I think, think it's jazz music. Either. There's a one cue, actually one cue uh, that I caught that they say they were used from um, uh, Nightmares Come at Night. They had talked about that and Virgin Mom would be dead when they're laying in bed together. The two women after okay. she saves her, after she beat her up, that, that scene. Um Number 10, excessive zooms. Not no. too bad. 11 out of focus shots. There was, but not crazy, but there was a There's handful. a few. Yeah, yeah, not, a few. yeah he, he slowed down quite a bit on this one. Uh, 12 mirror shots. I don't I didn't see any. think so. Yeah, I can't. I didn't see any. Uh, 13 mind control theme. I'm not going to use prison as the mind control, but yeah, I'd say negative on that. Uh, 14, magic tongue scenes. What was that one I was laughing oh. about earlier? I said, oh, magic tongue. Uh Oh, it was Anne Liebert. Yeah, she was like yeah, a sucker thumb. thumb yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goddamn. Lucky thumb. <laughs> uh, number 15, Red Light, no. no. 16, wrong series, Sheepskin, Masturbate, See Item, no. no. Especially no masturbation, I'm sure, in the French version. Women's, <laughs> women's quarters, Eric. No. Oh, my gosh. I know. I got to find that. Yeah, that's his new uh, goal. The new goal of the week. New reason to live. Exactly. <laughs> Esperanza who? No. Uh, Roy. I will never forget her. I love you, Esperanza. It's funny, too. I see what the other day, like when they say the expression, um, fucking A. Roy. You know, Esperanza Roy. (laughs) Fucking A. Roy. I wish. Uh, number 17, Mad Scientist. No. no. But they did have the Mad Scientist machine, the like shocking machine, but yeah. from Dracula movies, but no. Uh, and they had an Igor, but no. 18, Fish Tank Shots. That's no. no. 19, Talking Parrot. No. no. Number 20, though, End Credits, yes or no. Yes. Yep. They had the end and actual fucking end credits of like producer and different people that did the roles. So I was like, not the actors, but just the, the crew and everything. Yeah. Which was Pretty shocking. That's like really rare. Number one, a handwritten sign. A no, no. but twenty-two spiral staircase shot. Yes. yes. So yeah, we we saw all those. Um, yeah, I'm gonna save a lot of the technical stuff, which I do kind of go over sometimes twice. But uh, like I was saying, since it's so short, it kind of would uh, double dip. But I will say that oh, locations. Okay, uh, Casquias, Portugal, um, Elche in Spain, and Alicante, Spain, specifically the Santa. Barbara Castle. That's that main place. Yeah, uh, Studios filmed it. Studios built his car. Okay, so some of the exterior stuff was um, shot on studio. Um, actually, I, I, I will talk to you about the other versions because that's the nudity thing and that's what we're kind of talking about. So, uh, yeah, this is um, Las Amantes de la Isla de Diablos, Lovers of Devil's Island. Now, they say here Spain, 97 minutes, and France, 93. You would think, okay, well, Spain has the longer running time. Therefore, it would have everything. But no, Spanish has no nudity. Uh, it was used as the padded shots, and the France is the nudity. But the version we watched, the Spanish 
with uh, English subtitles is only 80 minutes. So ours is like 17 minutes shorter. So I'm not sure uh, what was cut or what was going on on that. So, um, but yeah, so it says here other versions. The French version, Quartier de, <coughs> de Femmes, delivers some of the sexual explicitness and sadomasochistic spec- spectacle that Devil's Island Lover skips. In doing so, the result is simply is certainly more of a piece with Franco's other women in prison films with whipped female buttocks, sustained nudity, threesome sex scenes, and generally it offers more of what the exploitation fan is looking for. Cue Eric. No. Uh, <laughs> that this still doesn't overbalance the film is a testament to Franco's grasp of tone and his diligent focus on the righteous anger of the victims. Which the version we did, that was definitely yeah. more focused on that. Uh, Rosa, in particular, comes across even more heroically. She is the voice of resistance to oppression, and although tainted by certain compromises, she is doing the best she can in an impossible situation. One might even venture a parallel between Franco and Rosa inasmuch as the demands made upon him to add salacious new material frequently required compromises on his part. Musically, in addition to the Spanish version's themes, Quartier de Femmes borrows Bruno Nicolet cues from Nightmares Come at Night and Virgin Molly Me Dead. Okay, so that's in the French version. Um, yeah, so... So I'm curious now, yeah. So, um... Oh, yeah. That's another thing we'll talk about too real fast. Um, so today, on Jess Franco's birthday, uh, as we record this May 12th, uh, Severin announced that they are releasing two new Jess Franco or two titles that have never been before on Blu-ray Jess Franco films. Um, they're doing a spot check on them now, quality check, and at the end of June they're going to announce it with probably. Uh, so what they do, Severin does, is they'll have a title, and since these two are coming out, to, I, I would assume they'll probably have a a bundle. Because sometimes they just do the one film and then the other stuff around it, a T-shirt or a pennant or a poster or a book or a drawing or whatever they want to sell and bundle it. But with these two, they'll probably sell those two together with a bundle with another pin probably of Jess or Lena or one of the actors that's going to be in the thing. And then uh, a shirt I hope for. And then, I don't know, some of the other stuff they do, I'm not a big fan of some of the toys or the poster stuff. But I'll, I'll probably buy whatever the, the main bundle is of this since I'm such a Franco Mark and... I'm sure you are as well that's listening to this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's a, a big news thing today is they have those two coming out. And then also they have several other films that they're working on in different stages of licensing and bringing them in and cleaning them up. And so you're going to see that over the next few years. But uh, I don't know. If I was to do a guess, everybody's been saying faceless, but the guy that owns that has such a huge price on it. I don't know if that's going to be hitting. Um, I don't know. Us watching this today, Devil's Island Lovers, I, I would kind of think that they, I, it'd be cool if they put out the French version of this on yes. Blu-ray. That'd be kind of cool because it's and it hasn't said never before on DVD. And as it said like that, it just said it hasn't been on Blu-ray before. So by saying that, they're kind of implying that it's been out on DVD before. And this was put out by Image, and a lot of the Image stuff uh, Severn actually picks up because Female Vampire, uh, um, Vampiros Lesbos was on Image, and Venus and Furs, I think, was on Image. No, no, that was. Uh, what else was on Image? Oh, yeah, the uh, Dracula, Prisoner of Frankenstein, uh, 
Virgin Reports image, X312. But, uh, yeah, so I wonder, hmm. So I don't think it would be any of the Mondavacabra ones. But also, too, I noticed, um, uh, what was the one? Um, Sexy Sisters, Satanic Sisters, which is funny to say Satanic here. When I tried, I have a list of the German ones, and I used to have this saved uh, as one of these. And about two months ago, it disappeared, and it said title no longer available because I was going to buy this as one of these versions. Yeah. But I couldn't get it anymore. It disappeared. So I wonder if Sexy Sisters is going to be one of the ones that they're going to do. Oh, you're saying Sexy Sisters on Blu-ray. You on were Blu-ray. In- okay. Because before... I could get it through this company. What company is on that? Amazon? The you know the Urban C. Dietrich collection ones. Okay, but uh, and so and the rest of these you know you can get through Full Moon. But I wonder if Full Moon have the copyright on this with the American. But see what's weird is that this disappeared. This ver this film, Sexy Sisters, through Koch Media, disappeared off Amazon about huh. two months ago. And I still have it on my list. It says image. This title no longer available, and 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 it just disappeared, Where which struck me as odd. So I'm like, huh? Why did that go out of circulation? So I wonder if maybe that it went out of circulation because the rights went to. Why well, you keep laughing? Um, Crane Gambier. God, I forgot about her. Yeah, yeah, I have her on my list. <laughs> oh yeah. So with Eric over here yeah. acting like a fucking hound dog. For oh a no, I'm not a hound dog, but. Uh, I'm going to have a look. Okay, so before we went on on air, Eric's shaking his hand, but I'm going to call him on it. Oh, no, no, not yet. Oh, I was going to talk about... Okay. What? Okay, okay, so Eric, is there any other thoughts of the film you want to okay. go over? Okay, so the movie had me right away. Like, well, you said you had no notes, so go ahead. I don't have any, no, I don't have any notes, but I have views yeah, yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it had me right away. Like, the way it started off with uh, with her, like, trying to talk to her godson, telling him how, like, she's going to marry the governor, and they're giving, like, nice little kisses to each other. I was like, holy shit, this is wrong. But, you know, they're not related. They're but it's so right. Yeah. But it's so right, yeah. But then uh, when they go to the dinner party and he slaps them. Right. And the guy, is, he's like knocked out for like four hours as they drive. It's oh, now yeah. nighttime and they show up at this place. They drag him down to the basement and we look and we're like, why is there an old lady tied up down here? Like, what is happening? Like, I don't get this. Yeah. And they drag both of them down there and put them down. And then he takes out that little pen knife. And he just stabs the old lady. We're just like... Oh, yeah, a couple times. Yeah, yeah, we're just like, really what the f- is happening? And then you're like, oh, wait a second, the setup. It was just like, immediately, it just had me watching, just really intrigued. So, yeah, I really dug the way it started. It had me, it just really had me watching it. And it was when we found out that there was a French version towards the end, we're just kind of like, ah. <laughs> so, it had you watching like a Korean Gambier? Oh, God, dude. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Kareem Gambier or Esther Studer? <laughs> Eric's acting like I just told him to kill his father's Oh, my gosh. Dad. That's hard. They're almost the same to me. Well, they're very different. Oh, I know. They're yeah, very yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, like, as far as the sexiness levels, and, yeah. and, like, they're, they're, like, amazing. Britt Nichols or Martine Steele? Dude, that's <laughs> almost impossible. <laughs> Fuck. These like, are games you can be playing with your friends. Oh my gosh, man! Like, <laughs> I oh, that's that's okay. So, Britt Nichols is like the woman I would marry. Right. Martine is the woman I would spend my life trying to marry. <laughs> 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 like she's just oh my god! I, I, I 
Martine? I think I'd have to go Martine on that. Yeah, that's pretty strong. How about you? Yeah, well, I'm fucking Mark from Martine, but yeah, Britt Nichols is like a uh, is a recent. I don't know. I mean, it's funny. Like we were talking earlier, we were, we were working on the studio, and we we're talking about how certain guys will claim women if you're with your friends, and it's like, oh, I like her, and you can't hit on that person. Remember? It's like when we watch every movie, Eric's like, oh my god, this girl's my new favorite one. I'm like, <laughs> so I go, okay, that's your girl. But then, so it looks like, well, Eric's got like ten fucking girls oh, already, no. and I got like one or two. Like Martine Steele, I was like championing her, like right oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like a Martine thing. You're I right. was Lena, you're Martine, right, right. That team was Lena, team Martine. And uh, but yeah, so it's funny. It's like, well, now uh, you know, well, I knew sold out before you. Well, I like, you know, it's like so we all, were, but I'm more fascinated. So it's funny, you know, the yeah. whole thing. But yeah, man, I mean, God, Brent Nichols was fucking rad, dude, and. uh but Martine is just fucking like strong, dude. But I think it, what it is about Martine is her lips. Like I think it's her lips that get me. Yeah, like they got Jess. No, <laughs> God damn it. The, the, the downtown think, scene is still. Yeah. Do you think right now up in heaven, Uncle Jess and Lena are just having sadomasochistic sex? <laughs> yeah, and I wonder if uh, Esperanza Roy. Oh, she's still around, but I wonder if she's up there and uh, sold out. Soldat's ghost is like chasing him, you know. I don't think she's getting getting funky. She, I'm sure she's like chasing him around with a fucking sickle or something. But uh, is there bondage in heaven? Yeah, well, yeah, the clouds, sure, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, so it's fun. We're making making lists and checking them twice, you know. So yeah. figuring out the uh, who's the naughty or nice of the Franco universe, and I don't know, man. It's just it's funny the different stages of. People sometimes they think of just Frank and they just think of Lena or Soldad, but you start going deeper down Monica Swim, Pamela Stanford, everybody else, you know, Esperanza Roy, Rosanna Yanni, Rosal Baneri. And then all the crossovers too, like Rosal Baneri to me is huge because of Nine Nine Women and like all the spaghetti westerns that she did and just she's just in so much stuff. Um, Lady Frankenstein and, and uh she's like Rosal Baneri to me is like just amazing and like she's in the Franco universe as well. She did four films, you know, and, and it's just crazy. And even Benny Cardoso is just so beautiful and so charming and just, so, you know, it's just, Franco had a lot of beautiful, amazing oh, women that have their own charm and their own magic and style and essence and it's so, it's so hard to like, Benny you know. Cardoso and Monica Swim seem like they would be so much fun. Like they just, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Well, yeah, that's why like a lot of those were like family that would follow them around and do films and yeah. that, that other level. Kind of like how we have. We have certain people that will hang out more if you do films and other people you just do films with and you're cool with and anything's yeah. great, but you know, this or that and stuff. So it's 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 very cool. So, but uh, yeah, and we'll have that coming. Okay, up. so name your three. Name your three. Out, out of this list that I made uh, here, and this is even a full list, but I, I'd say, uh, are we talking Soul Dot and Lena too? Or are we leaving those out? No, let's leave those in because that makes it okay, harder. Okay, because that's the top two. That usually. makes it hard. Okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Uh, Give you four. Do four. Do okay, four. Well, that's a little easier then. Okay, so four. I'll say Soldado Baranda, of course, Martine Steedle, uh, and then I'll go Rosalba Neri, and I'll go uh, Britt Nichols. I'm gonna leave off Lena. Which is going to shake, fucking make a lot of people piss. That's why I did it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. I mean, Lena's amazing, but to me, Lena's like Jess's lady. And I just, I just, all these other girls to me are like single. Okay, got and it. And Lena's like Jess's girlfriend or wife, whatever. So you're just like, okay. That's his girl, man. I don't know, like, look at her that way. I mean, even though she's, she puts herself as the sex and she oh, yeah. is the end all be all, you know. 
but like all these other people, I don't know who they're this or that stuff. So that's my thing, you know. I'm sorry, but man, when <coughs> when Lena in that one in the movie, like she's like lick my culo, like you know, oh, yeah, like yeah, when yeah, she took the that, yeah. when she took the diarrhea poop and then like right, made right. the girl lick cleaner. Yeah, women or um, women behind bars. Women behind bars. I'm sorry, bar barbed wire dolls. My bad. Okay, yeah, barbed wire dolls. Yeah, like uh, that man. God damn, she's hot, dude. I yeah, no, there was, yeah, I mean, attitude on show. Okay, so. Uh, and you know what, Jess, so who you Uncle Jess listen? loves to share. Uncle Jess has never, he's never been jealous. He loves to share. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm going to. No, share's on the list. Quit, quit, quit say share. <laughs> if I could turn. Okay, so I think I'd have to go Lena Romay for sure. Okay. Um, also, I did say Lena to piss you off, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't care. Um, that's fine. More for me. Exactly. Um, one of the extras in the prison scenes today. No. <laughs> the one with the mustache or the one with the glasses? I got to go Esperanza Roy. Right. She has to be. I know, yeah. She has to be in there. Um, ah, it's between Martine and Britt. And like, I know I said Martine. Well, you got four, remember? Okay. Oh, my. I think they made the movie longer. That's Esther, fucking Esther, Esther, uh, wait, wait, Esther uh, Mosier, right? Esther Mosier. I'm gonna go Esther Mosier and Martine. See, Esther Mosier, I got all this. We yeah, Esther, Esther Mosier yeah. and Martine. I think I'm Esther go Mosier and Martine. So you got two from the uh, Dietrich era, and then Lena Romay and um, uh, Britt Nichols. No, Esperanza Roy. Oh, Esperanza Roy. Wow, yeah, yeah. Britt Nichols, and you were just. I know. Like, I know. Oh, like, wow. I got, if I got Martine, I'm, I think See, I'm okay. I think me not picking Lena and you not picking Britt Nichols is the two shockers. <laughs> well, I didn't pick Soledad either. Yeah, that's true. I you didn't know. I, yeah, so, uh, I, yeah, I picked Soledad because Soledad just, you know. See, I'm not stingy. No, I hear you. Well, I just didn't say what the fucking... <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. You know, it's like the only day one of us. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. This uh, this was a good movie. It reminded me a lot of uh, 99 Women and uh, this is before the Dietrich stuff so it's before, before Women Behind Bars and and barbed wire dolls and all those other ones he did. So I mean, he had just done a few at this time. Um, let's see, Nine Nine Women. Uh, what else do we do at this time? The jail wise, um, uh, actually, not that many. Shit, just Nine Nine Women. I think was that first one. Uh, yeah, it's actually. So he hadn't done a lot of jail stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, what we got here. Yeah, Nine Nine Women. Okay, Justina. Yeah, shit, so we had just done 99 Women was the only prison movie, because we had seen so many of them, but they were done after this, you know? Yeah. So it's funny. So yeah, that was the only, the only one he had done. So it was only the second prison movie he had done. So he hadn't yet got to stride where later on, of course, Barbara Wire Dolls went behind bars, fucking uh, Love Camp and, you know, Wicked Women, I mean, um, uh, Women in Cell Block 9, all those, you know, did later and later and later. So, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Howard Vernon was pretty cool in this. Uh, very short. Um, played his traditional role. Uh, Britt Nichols, of course, was great. Um, Andre Serezino as Ramon Fraval and Genevieve Delure. They were okay. I was like, that's mm-hmm. the first time I'd seen them in a, in a Franco film. Like I said before, I really liked Dennis Price as Lindsay the lawyer. He was good. Um, Rosita Pomares, uh, prison director. Yeah, the prison director. That's funny. Rosita Pomares. She's almost like a Poor man's Monica Swim, yeah, you know, as, as the warden. Even though she'd done it before her, so that's interesting because this is before you know Barbara Bar- Dolls and that. Because um, you see a lot of his same ideas, like oh, if it's not like I said, oh, Benny Cardoza would be that one prisoner lady, and Monica yeah. Swim would be this prison. Like they're all he almost has an archetype, a certain look that he goes with, which is kind of cool. 
Um, yeah, the red-haired lady, her name was Gogo Rojo. That was Lola, the red-haired prisoner. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, she was really good. Yeah, yeah, she was good. She yeah, was she really got good. shocked and got spanked in front of everybody real fast. Um, that scene was probably extended, I would bet you, too, in the in the uh, French version. Oh, yeah. Because it seemed like it was kind of quick. It was like no big deal. I said, oh, she got spanked a few times and sat right down, you know, with that probably going through. Um Brent Nichols, of course, was great. And Liebert, she was deaf mute prisoner, uh, brunette prisoner. It's funny, she doesn't really do much in this. She just sucks her thumb and kind of like looks hot, walks around with her stockings and kind of just, I don't know. I'm sure the stuff we saw was cut, so I'm sure she's quite a bit more, you know. And uh, yeah, prisoner with malaria, that was funny. Edward of Pimenta. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. Um, French producer Robert Dinicelle. That's funny, that's cool. He's worked with him a lot later. This is like the second film he did with Dinicelle. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, this is kind of a short film. Uh, we're actually at our 35 minute mark, so it's pretty good, actually. Yep. It's, it's about our long average. So, uh, anything you want to say in closing about uh, Devil's Island Lovers? That was good. I, I'm really curious to see the French version. To be honest. yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's about that's about it. No, it was a, it was a really good movie. Yeah, and uh, thank you, Uncle Jess, for making it. Yeah, and happy birthday, Uncle Jess. Happy birthday. And, uh, it's cool they, like I said, Severin put out the announcement on his birthday today and, and all that good stuff. So um, our mission statement, once and always, uh, especially on his birthday, is praise and in memory of Jess Franco, bringing the names and films of Jess Franco to new eyes and ears. Uh, please download uh, the episode. That increases the numbers, uh, our audience and all that. Please rate and share on your favorite listening platform. Uh, we've had uh, two ratings so far. Um and one even wrote a nice uh, review, so I thank you very much for that. Thank you very much. It has been noticed and taken. So, yeah, join. And if you want to be cool like them, do the same. Uh, you can find us if you want to get a hold of us, ask us questions, thoughts, um, observations, anything. Get a hold of us at Franco Observer at yahoo.com. And if you couldn't hear because Eric's stomach was growling, huh. that's Franco Observer at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us at Facebook and Instagram at Franco Observer Podcast. And if you want to look up Esperanza Roy on the internet, you maybe have some traffic because from Eric's computer. <laughs> so keep that in mind, uh, especially on the evenings. Um, so yeah, I'm more of a morning person. Oh, okay, there you go. Because <laughs> Esperanza almost sounds like evening. Esperanza in the evening, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's such a fun name to say, too. I think it's such a cool name, Esperanza Roy. I, mean, I could say that for the rest of my life. Yeah, who else you know <laughs> has that name they speak of a couple times a week, you know? It's funny. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah, that's just our, our usual uh, plugs and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, we're going to be uh, stockpiling some episodes and doing some filming and stuff. So this will be a busy uh, May and June for us, July a little bit, so... Exciting things coming up. Exciting things coming up. Totally. Going to build build universes again and uh, give birth to people, kill people, uh, uh, create cities, create universes, uh, rise and fall of people. uh, Create issues. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And see what fun we can get into without harming anybody. So, all right. Uh, And especially not ourselves. So. With that being said, I want to say I am very thankful and grateful to be hosting this and talking to you today. Uh, I've had a very good day, very good week uh, moving forward with my murderous passions. And uh, I hope to see you all soon. Beautiful nights. Beautiful nights.